Draft season is upon us. We're talking stables. We're talking factions. We're talking young yums, baby. Let's meet these podcasters. I'm having a good night, and you are too. First out the gate, the Young Bucks tune. There's that guitar. <laughs> Fucking Joey Wright, baby. The price is right tonight. Joey. What is up, Maddie? How are we doing tonight? What's up? Glad to have you, dude. You ready for another draft? I'm came so off, ready uh, for a draft. Rick Rude's penis mock. So now we're we're on to the next one. The the Rick Rude's penis that John Cena is officially following. That's right. Um, Rick Rude's penis and the Wrestling Map Podcast. Subscribe, listen, leave a rating, review. We're taking over because it is too sweet nwo faction stable let's keep it going the blueprint is here just got done taking pictures in the shower and he's here tonight matt kelly what's up big dog no 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 shower maddie no rick rude no i'm i'm steering clear of all of that i'm ready i'm here i'm ready to uh, ready to dominate this draft as i typically do on any draft so you know how it goes man dude you're gonna have an early pick tonight Joey Wright will be leading us Bounce off. Damn time. Hell yeah. First pick, Joey Wright. Blue pin. Blue pin. The blueprint. Picking number two. This is that sweet spot, man. And you got it. But we're not out. We heard the Harley pull up. No Medusa tonight. Looks like Mae Young on the back. And I think he knocked her off. We're talking the RC Renegade. Everybody's favorite burner. Clayton, what's going on, Burner? Maddie, Daddy, I'm here to do two things. Draft a killer table and chew bubblegum. And guess what, brother? I'm all out of bubblegum. Kick ass and chew bubblegum. I like it, Burner, dude. Pumped to have you tonight. Just a creative mind and one of those elite talents in the game. But speaking of the game, chiseled out of stone, wearing eight layers of clothing tonight, making weight. For not Olympia, the strong man, our own Lucha. You hear the chants? It's gonna be going on all weekend. Not Mark Henry. Kid Flash, we got him here tonight. What's up, Lucha? What is going on, Matty? It is good to be back. It has been too long. I've been locked in that train and I'm ready to draft tonight. Can't wait to make a killer stable. All right, guys, let's talk what we're doing tonight. Mock draft, obviously. We're creating, this is like the creative player mode in all the video games we grew up playing. The wrestling games, create a stable, create an entrance, create a team that's just better than everybody else. We've seen DX, we've seen the Horsemen, Heart Foundation, all these stables that just took over wrestling. And tonight, 
balls in our court. We're creating our own. So rules are simple. End of it, we'll be picking an entrance song. It's not one you're hearing. It's not Boy Toy or Hardy's theme. We're talking ACDC. We're talking Cisco's Bong song. We're talking big name songs, one hit wonders for your stable. We're getting a manager, a tag team, an enforcer in the main event. And Joey Wright, you're on the clock. So I feel like I got the Konami code right here with uh, my first pick. And I'm going to go tag team. And I'm going to take the two-time WWE Tag Team Champions, the one-time WWF World Tag Team Champions. But outside of their tag team reigns, this duo is combined for 18 World Heavyweight Championship reigns. I'm speaking, of course, of DX, Shawn Michaels, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Ooh, hell yeah, dude. This is... I was just talking pre-show. I didn't know what to do with Shawn Michaels. Such an athlete. Triple H. Fill us in on these guys. Everybody knows them, but why did you make this your tag team? This really just sets the tone for where I'm going with my stable. Um, You've got two guys that were excelling with comedy in the Attitude Era. Brought it back later in the mid-2000s with some real fun stuff as well. But, I mean, you've got great workers, but then you've got the great comedy in-ring as well. Uh, chicken shit heels, which will be appearing quite a few times in my in my stable this evening. Question for you: We're talking Triple H. What are your thoughts on Triple H before he, you know, while he was with Shawn Michaels, kind of this understorm, where he was still a mid-level guy? Was this a was this a character? Would you have ever seen him become in the game? No, I I, I didn't. I mean, and I think Shawn really brought it out of him and. You know, the behind the scenes stuff with the click that really helped in with it later on in the careers as well. And there was maybe a marriage or something that happened that might have held Triple H. But I think when he got with Sean, something clicked. And I think when you're working with your friends, that happens. From one click to another, CJ, man, tell me about Shawn Michaels, Triple H, before we incorporated X-Pac, the New Age Outlaws. What are your thoughts on this time in life? This was, what, 97, 98? What are your thoughts on DX around then? Oh, I, I love DX back then. It's one of my favorite things. I remember I was getting in trouble saying suck it around the house. I didn't know what it meant. I was just, like, saying I thought it was cool. But, it's I mean, it's a pretty cheeky pick just to take a stable at the start of a stable. I'm just saying it's an easy layup you took there instead of uh, trying to get a little creative there. So I can't wait to see what else you got. Ooh, Matt Kelly, give me your favorite Shawn Michaels match. Hey, Mr. Uh, 101 Outsiders, chill out a little bit over there and just worry about cutting <laughs> your weight. Uh, man, favorite Shawn Michaels match is probably Shawn and Taker at 25. Uh, it's just such an easy go-to. I know it's a layup and it's it's probably like a 101 for a lot of people, but I, I've rewatched that match probably like 10 times and it just it holds up every time. Burner? Favorite Triple H match. Picking a favorite Triple H match isn't something that's necessarily easy off the top of my head, but man, you can't go wrong. Uh, Hell in a Cell with Cactus Jack, the buildup to that match, Mankind pulling the mask off. I mean, it was just, it was a great, great match. And I, I know it was towards the end of Foley's career, but that one always stands out in my mind. All right, Joey. Who is more important to DX, Triple H or Shawn Michaels? Man, that's that's a hell of a question. I 
man, I'm going to say Triple H because he carried it on after Sean left. Um, so I think for the legacy, but I'm speak when I say I drafted DX as my one as the tag team, I'm speaking of just Sean and just Hunter. I'm not including the New Age Outlaws because that's a whole stable, right? But right. Hunter, I, yeah. You like you think Hunter's the the lifeline of DX or Sean later on when you know Sean got yeah. religious, we all know it, and Hunter really carried the heavyweight of the what brought DX to the core with the naughty jokes and things like that. Hunter really carried that load where Sean kind of moved off to the side, but he knew that's what the fans wanted. And who doesn't love glow sticks, right? All right. To continue the theme of carrying loads, Matt Kelly, the blueprint, the pick is in and you are on the clock. You know, Maddie, a little bit earlier today in our Slack channel, uh, you brought up a topic of who is the, greatest manager of all time and uh i don't know if you realize but i checked out of that chat at about that time <laughs> because i did not want to let on uh ah. to my 102 and i guess i'm gonna be making some headway here uh because my 102 is not your guys's 101 uh for me this guy is the person that is putting asses in seats he is telling stories and He's the best in the game right now. He's been the best in the game for a hot minute. It's not a spoiler. It's a prediction. I fucked that up, but it's still Paul Heyman. Clayton, give me that Paul Heyman voice, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, if I may, Pat Kelly, the blueprint, just messed that up very badly. <laughs> it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. There we are. ECW, dude, Paul Heyman, dude, he's been around the sun probably five fucking times at this point. ECW managing Lesnar, managing fucking Roman Reigns, who's on the top of the line, dude. Uh, what was your thought going manager one hundred two here? Uh, yeah, I I didn't know that Heyman would necessarily make it back to me. Um, like I said, I really do believe he is the one hundred one of managers, whether it's what he's done. With Reigns, he proved he could do it with a really good talker as well and CM Punk for a while. I think he has kept Brock really, really relevant. That marriage between those two is just perfect. I mean, anytime you see Brock, you just immediately associate Heyman. I think he tells a story every time he's on the mic. I think he sells tickets every time he is on the mic as well. And he, he does a really good job of, you know, if you have a feud with somebody and Brock that you don't believe is really going to... Uh, you know measure up to brock he one he makes you believe that brock is the badass that he is but then you see him ringside in the middle of a match and i don't think anybody's facial expressions are on par with paul Heyman. so to me there's just nobody better and i didn't want to miss out on Heyman. anybody can answer this one who was the guy that let or Heyman managed for short what was it cesaro it was cesaro to, it was yeah. Cesaro. what the heck happened there like why'd they drop that it's like, you know, with with everything else that happens with Cesaro, man, I, I think they I think WWE, especially at that time. And it, I mean, it's been proven here for the last, you know, even since then, they're just not long uh, for for storytelling with a lot of a lot of folks. And it just didn't go over uh, with Cesaro at that particular point in time. I think if it was now, maybe it's a little bit different with the, the push that Cesaro has been getting. But yeah, it's weird. It's like the only thing that never really worked out, and I just don't think they gave it the the correct time to uh, to really develop. 
Didn't Heyman also miss a little bit on Ted DiBiase Jr.? I believe that was like a short-lived ah. pairing as well. He... I'm not saying Heyman isn't worth that pick. Right, right, right. Like, I think Heyman is the one-on-one of managers. I'm saying, um, and I do love if that's your build. I'm just saying, like, where he's not 100% money. You got to remember all those other spots, too. I think that's one of the biggest misses, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but I don't know that that's necessarily on Heyman. I mean, Ted DiBiase Jr., I don't know if he was necessarily ever going to get over regardless of pairing. So I don't really necessarily put that on Heyman. And same thing with Cesaro. It's just more of a timing issue more than it is on Heyman. I think if you give Heyman enough time creatively and let him go out there and tell the stories, and then you put Cesaro in the right matchups instead of just having him, you know, be the, be the mid card guy that he's always been up until recent, then that's what you're going to get. It, it, it doesn't matter if Heyman's by his side or not. Oh, I completely agree with that one. I just, I think Heyman is the one-on-one of managers. I think he can elevate anybody given the opportunity. I just was kind of bringing up some other devil's advocate moments there in his career. I don't get how, like, you see this system of the WWE and how it runs and operates. And Heyman just seems like such an oddball, the way he operates. And he's had this long-lasting, since the mid-90s relationship with WWE, like, how does this work? Because all you hear about is just how he's like cutting edge. He's off, off the whim of a thing, but WWF was funding him in the nineties. Yeah. They're- I mean, I, I think, I think long story short, especially for Vince, if you draw money, yeah, then, then Vince is going to keep you around. Like regardless of how big of a pain in the ass you are. And Heyman's went through a litany of roles and I don't know oh, technically yeah. what his backstage uh, role is at this very moment. I know he wasn't creative and, off creative and then back in creative and then it's, it's just been back and forth but i think if you were really to just let Heyman do what he does and if you ask a lot of uh you know superstars right now where are they where are they thriving and who gives them uh their best material as far as to go on with mic work a lot of that comes from Heyman. so I, I think he's just a super smart guy he's great on screen great on the mic he's yeah he's as good as it gets for me and it's crazy how he's so good at everything. And I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad if he's just he's so good at a manager. But I always wonder, like, what if he had that second chance to run a company where he was able to kind of right. 2021 take hold of TNA or something? Not necessarily ECW style, but I'm sure he's learned so many things to change from what he did. Well, and his on-screen role now is actually a little bit different than it's been in quite some time. With uh, with Brock, he was very, very vocal, and he was very much seen uh, in matches with Roman. He's been seen much less. He's been talking much less. He's kind of just there holding the title as Roman talks and as Roman has, has elevated really himself into this hill position. It really only took that one promo of Roman and Paul Heyman being backstage and looking at each other and I mean, it was it was just fucking off to the races from there. So I mean, that, I think that speaks to the power of Paul Heyman right there. Absolutely. Let's move on, man. We got a big draft here. Heyman's fucking a genius. I think we can all agree on that. Burner Renegade, the fucking handyman of the Wrestling Matt podcast, the plumber baby, the son of a plumber, dude. Everything and anything. Please tell me this is gold dust. Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes. Burner, you were on the clock. That's right, baby. And let me tell you something real quick. I know you was hoping I would take one of them Rhodes boys, but it's not going to happen right now. It's not going to happen here. I don't know if it happens tonight, but I was worried 
at the 103 that I was not going to get to make my selection that I wanted to. As always, I overestimated everybody. Because I feel like I might have got the 101 here. Because I'm taking my tag team. Like Joey Wright did, except I'm not going to mess it up, man. I might mess up things for the rest of you. But for my tag team, take a two of the greatest WWF slash E superstars of all time. I'm taking the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and The Undertaker. Wow. That's fucking huge, dude. I, I mean, dude, from the DX, the Sean and Triple H, we just got set on with two more main event guys to take over wrestling. Kanan Undertaker, holy shit, what made you go this route? So, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I said, I want Taker, I want Taker. You know, and originally I had a slotted in a different role, and I said, you know what, no, I'm gonna get him in my stable, I'm gonna do it as a tag team, and I'm gonna get Kane, his brother, right along with him. Oh, yes! Dead man. Dude, Kane and Undertaker, Brothers of Destruction. We've, it kind of, I mean, their relationship and their, this love triangle between them and Paul Heyman is a story told a million times. Why not Undertaker as your main event guy? Why a tag team guy? Because I felt like there were other people that could still fill that role and probably better as the leader right. of my stable. But I still get The Undertaker in Kane as a bonus. So it, it only made sense in my head. Take them both off the board. Get them both in there. You know, from here on out, I'm flexible, brother. Flexible. I like that. Joey, thoughts on this after taking Triple H and the Heartbreak Kid? Burner comes in here taking Kane and Undertaker. So let's just put what happened a few years back where they met over in Saudi Arabia behind us. Clayton's pick's amazing. He took the 101 and 102 of big men, basically, in WWE history. It's a great pick. All right. Kane, another one of those wrestlers throughout time that just never, he was always on the upper card, but I think he was a hell of a tag team wrestler as well. You saw the Daniel Bryan. You saw the X-Pac. Who was his, your favorite tag team partner with Kane? Was it Undertaker? Was it X-Pac? Was it Daniel Bryan? blueprint oh man that's so hard to say i mean kane and taker are just such classic when you when you think about back to brothers of destruction i mean we talk about now with wwe pairing up you know two higher end superstars to kind of make and fill out their tag team divisions and that i feel like is sort of where that started and it really took off and people just took to it so it was cool to see them uh have the run that they did together i'm a huge fan uh, of his run with Daniel Bryan. I mean, everything that they did from the hugs to Dr. Shelby to, you know, winning the titles, the yes, no. I mean, it was, it was all just great. And I mean, it's, it's, it's so great when the unexpected cane uh, humor hits, I, I think he's underrated dry sense of humor. And I, I love seeing it. Flash baby. Lucha. Kane and Undertaker versus Sean and HBK. He mentioned Saudi Arabia. Let's go peak. Let's go the Attitude Era, and then let's go when Brothers of Destruction first started. Who's going over? That's such a tough call. I would have to say I'd give it to the Brothers of Destruction in some kind of like 
DX wonky trying to like bring in a sledgehammer and then both sit up and then double choke slam finish or something like that. Something like over the top like that's how I'd have to book it myself. But I think I would have to brother destruction over. It's just a better spectacle to see. And no matter what DX is going to be over regardless, the brothers could like actually folly a little bit in my opinion to the fans. Just an interesting way this drafts played out. Um, I definitely didn't expect to see these main event guys go as tag teams. So now I'm on the clock, man. A lot of thoughts are going through my head. Um, I've wanted these power wrestlers for some reason. Maybe that's from the Hogan era, just me wanting these body guys. So I've seen tag teams just go super fast here. So now I've got to do my nitty gritty, my dirty work. I'm going, stepping it back a little bit more. I'm going a tag team of the eighties. What a rush. Road Warriors, baby. Legion of Doom. Wow. We're talking literally, probably in my opinion, the most badass tag team there ever was. Not your most technical wrestlers, but if I'm coming out for presence and for a tag team, like, you know, somebody's getting their ass kicked right now. So I am going with pick four, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, Joey Wright, tag team with one, was picking the Road Warriors at four, the right call. I love the pick. Um, I I thought you were going somewhere else, but I love the pick with the Road Warriors. Uh, you know, whether it was in WCW, whether it was in uh, WWE, or even in Japan, I mean, the Road Warriors were over everywhere they went. Absolutely. I mean, dude, you can name it, you know, Tokyo, Japan, anywhere and everywhere. They had the straps and they were over like Rover. Burner, any thoughts on these road warriors? You know me, man. I'm an old school guy. The road warriors, the Legion of Doom, were one of the the greatest tag teams of all time. Uh, You know, like you said, they're a spectacle, you know, just presence you know, was, was amazing. And not only that, but the doomsday device, man, as as far as a tag team finisher goes, come on. I think if I can build in this stable, as long as I can keep Hawks head on straight, I've got a solid team here, Matt. We've seen me pick them. You're still hanging on with the manager. Is there any thoughts here as you see tag teams starting to fly off the board and you got to wait for your pick here for a little bit? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> you, you have at it yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine right, uh, may, maybe maybe cj wants to grab another tag team as well that'd be cool Ooh. we know he, his love for the outsiders so we'll see what happens here the outsiders of course if you haven't heard our wcw mock draft go check it out wrestling map podcast apple google you name it spotify we have the good good kid flash as you're sitting in there, starving yourself, waiting for this strong man, you are on the club. Before I take my pick, I do like to say that I'm glad you specified it wasn't the hide and right version of the Legion of Doom that you chose Stop. on that one. Just want, I'm glad that you specified that one. So I love these picks as individuals. I'm interested to see how you make this a cohesive team, though. So I think with this turn, because I get the back-to-back, I'm looking a little bit of a vision and foresight, because I think a stable needs to be as good as the sum of its parts as well, not just a couple superstars all thrown together to make a story. So with me doing Strongman this weekend, I'm starting off with 
the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is my first wow. pick. Wow. Mark Henry, this is a guy who kind of came on late in his career, Olympian, big fucking dude with boost potential. What made you go Mark Henry here? I mean, I just love his um, Hall of Pain run. I think that's the Mark Henry I would choose for this. I think that's could have been Not elevated. Sexual that chocolate. Not sexual chocolate. Not sexual chocolate. This is like a heel run going in. He is definitely going to be my lead, my top guy in this table. Just want to have that. So you're building superstars here. Like you're you're putting you're you're putting the shine on Mark Henry as your guy. Yep. Love it. Joey Wright. We just heard Mark Henry as a strong man. The world's, you know, biggest badass, the Hall of Pain. And then we've seen him cross over to sexual chocolate, May Young, that love relationship. Give me your fondest memories of Mark Henry. Uh, uh, two words, salmon suit. No, I'm kidding. No, Mark Henry's amazing. That was a badass, uh, though. It, it was. It was a nice suit. And it was, a, honestly, when he pulled that I'm retiring, I, I, hook, line, and sinker, he got me. I thought, okay, yeah, he's retiring because he'd been around for so long and he'd been so good for so long, um, you know, with Nation of Domination and later on, it just, everything about him, I think it's a great pick and I'm ex- interested to see where it goes from there to make the stable. When you said he is your main wrestler, he's not your enforcer, correct? No, he's my, he's my lead. He's my main guy. He's not my enforcer. Wow. So my enforcer is my next pick. Interesting. So let's let's keep the good times rolling. You went Mark Henry here. I do remember that retirement speech where he just crushed John Cena. I don't think anybody in a million years saw that coming. So props to him on that one. No, that was one of the best promos probably almost ever, but especially by, especially by him. So with that, you need someone bigger to be an enforcer, right? Again, going to keep it the same theme, building a team together. Someone that also won the Arnold Strongman Classic in the amateur division. Braun Strowman is my enforcer. Wow. These are crazy fucking picks at the end of the round. Somebody's got some kind of storyline they're building. Braun Strowman, kid, fill us in. Why the truck? We haven't heard from you in a while. We've talked releases. Why is this guy not in WWE anymore? It was his contract. His contract was so overloaded. That they, especially like there's like rumors going around that they might be selling. They need to get rid of those loaded contracts. The most reason that it could be because this was just in like almost what a million year or something like that. It was just ridiculous. But I mean, again, as a spectacle, I think you can't beat that. Just crazy. Braun Strowman, Clayton, was this too early to go Braun? No, not at all. Especially in an enforcer role. I mean, when you think enforcer. You you think you think diesel to the HBK. You know what I mean? You think big guy. You think guy who's gonna come out there and CYA cover your ass. You know what I mean? And right. if not Braun, who would you want? All right. Interesting. Matt Kelly. Any thoughts on Braun Strowman as the enforcer to the main guy, Mark Henry? Uh, I think that could have been an interesting role for him, actually, um, a little bit earlier on. I know we saw him doing a little bit of stuff with with the Wyatts when he came up sort of in a, as an enforcer role, but it wasn't like, you know, directly to Bray. I think if it would have been directly to someone and then he could have had that build, uh, you know, kind of a la Drew McIntyre recently to Dolph Ziggler when he came back. It just kind of 
makes for something else when they break off on their own. And I think that could have actually put Braun in a, in a different tier, a different echelon after he would have come off uh, with somebody else. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, he was not specifically on my list, but I dig the pick, especially when I think about it from that perspective and what Braun, you know, could have been really. Joey, fill in the blank. Braun Strowman signs with. I said it on the podcast three weeks ago. I think he's going right back. I do. And I, and I haven't changed my opinion on that. I've heard some rumors here and there. He put out the tweet saying that he was going to be going around, but I just feel he ends up back there. I really do. Love it. Well, looks like I'm on the clock here. I have a manager in mind and I have an enforcer in mind. I think I need the manager. I'm going Bobby Heenan. Got to go Bobby Heenan here just to cover my bases later on with the enforcer if he can't talk, cut promos. So Bobby Heenan, man, I just feel like no matter what I add now, he is the glue to this piece. I've got the Road Warriors as my tag team, and I've got Bobby Heenan. You want to talk to somebody, you talk to me. He's going to do all his talking in the ring. You talk to me. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and the career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. You had three good years. You can't laugh at that. You were lucky. You made some money. You got a cartoon. You got some dolls. You rode good. You had a good. But you know you can't beat this man. Toughest man in the world. Nobody can beat this man. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that T-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done by you, 10 guys like you, or 100 people like you. This is the next heavyweight champion of the world. Get ready to swallow it, Hogan. It's all over. Killing it on the mic, the weasel just being that distraction that you need and you don't have to worry about promos now with the road warriors you don't have to worry about promos with the enforcer the main event guy can wrestle bobby heaton man i feel like this was a steal and this was a smart move for me for that manager role let's go burner thoughts on bobby heaton was this this had to be the 101 of managers right or 102 yeah at least the 102 man bobby heaton the brain was great I mean, just absolutely amazing in his role. I mean, he he could get that heat. You know what I mean? People, the weasel. Remember that? Absolutely. That was just. That was just. It, it was. People love to hate him, and people love to love him. I mean, whatever side you fell on, you know, he was enthralling, and it, it would never suck to see him on TV. Never. No. Matt Kelly, why did we not see Bobby Heenan as a manager in WCW? Yeah, man. I mean, that's probably just a WCW thing for as, as good as I can kind of put it. You know, WCW made a lot of interesting decisions at that time. I think, you know, we, we primarily saw him on the uh, the announce booth. Maybe they just didn't figure, uh, I don't know, maybe he was just better suited for that at that particular time. I really don't know. I don't know when his health came into play either as far as that goes. I, I mean, I it seems like he was in good enough health during his prime of WCW that he could have, you know, went forward with that. I, I don't specifically know, but uh, 
Yeah, that's interesting. It, I mean, it, it seemed like an asset that they certainly could have used for a lot of guys there at that time. All right, Joey, who did Bobby Heenan make as far as him being a mouthpiece? Who do you think would have been not the same wrestler if they didn't have Bobby Heenan? You know, I there are wrestlers I, that are immediately come to mind when I think of Bobby Heenan, and I think Kurt Henning was incredible in the ring. But what Bobby Heenan and Kurt did, uh, Bobby Heenan and Kurt Henning did together was amazing. Um, so he's kind of who I put with Bobby in my mind. It's not bad at all. I think that's a hell of a team right there. They just kind of insinuated each other. All right, Flash. As you're sitting there, put a put Bobby Heenan with a wrestler today that gets him over. Oh, and Bobby Heenan with a wrestler today that gets him over. The- Interesting one. I mean, who needs Bobby Eden right now? I mean, is it Eve Marie? Is who is it? Go to someone like Cesaro. That's an that's a easy one because I feel like, especially after his matches with Seth Rollins, he needs some more direction with how it went down. So Cesaro is a good one. I think that would work out well. Again, he's not a bad talker. I just think he's not as good as someone like Bobby would be able to elevate him. All right. I can dig it. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hear me Let's out. Hear it. A little bit of a turn here. Big E. Ooh, yeah. I don't like what they're doing with Big E, but right. I'm just, I, I don't think anybody likes what WWE's doing. They don't know what they're doing with Big E. They lost their storyline when they fired Aleister Black. So now it just feels like my cop out is like, if I don't like the storyline, just release him. Like, just let him go. Let him go somewhere else so I can enjoy it. Fucking sucks. But. We're talking fantasy wrestling map podcast. You know who's up? Assless chaps. May Young. The burner, baby. Burners on the club. I knocked her off the back of my my, my bike for, before I pulled up. I didn't want y'all to see her. It's embarrassing. Sorry about that. Old saggy. Anyways, keep so, going. So with round two, man, uh, I got kind of a theme in mind too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. The guy that I'm picking to be the leader, the leader of my stable, the leader of my faction is a guy who has experience in being the leader of a faction. A guy who has charisma for days, a guy who is completely underutilized, even to this day, and deserves such a bigger push. And that guy for me is Bray Wyatt. Ooh, wow. Bray Wyatt, which Bray Wyatt are we getting? Are we getting like the fedora hat Bray Wyatt? Are we getting the Fiend? Like, are we getting the Husky Harris Bray Wyatt? No, no, we're getting, we're getting the Wayland Mercy fedora wearing. Yeah. Faction leading Bray Wyatt. Now, I, I considered the Fiend, but let's be real. He doesn't play well with others. You know, we, we saw what happened with him and Alexa Bliss. So, no, I'm, I'm going with I'm going with the backwoods faction leading Bray Wyatt. They've been lying to you, man. Dude, Bray Wyatt, like, he was on fire like Mariah, baby. Bray Wyatt, like, dude, I love this pick, and I love this guy as a wrestler. Fucking hands down, the man. Flash, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend, who you got? 
Funhouse or the Wyatt Conference? I think the Funhouse is very entertaining and they just like dropped the ball again with that. But I think when Bray Wyatt came out with the Wyatt family, that was just money. That was so good. So I I think that's something I think it's a good pick. I think you have to caveat that he has to have like the urn or something to be able to control Taker. Or I don't know how that's gonna play well, but I think that's I think it's a great pick. I love Bray Wyatt as a leader. I think he's a great talker. So like even if you, whatever your manager is, they could even be a silent manager. So let's let's just say he took that he took that urn, and he he oh, made it into oh. his little light for the fireflies to follow. Look at you, know? you. love it. He made love his it. lantern out of the urn. There we go. That's that's what I mean. That's you got to tie it together. I think that's beautiful, and then that works perfect with that. Because it's I was wondering where you're going. Cause it's hard to tie someone like the Brothers of Destruction. This already like these guys are so dominant and they're so big and so cares and so like where they are that you needed to tie that in so i like that a lot look at burner dude like dennis rodman getting rebounds comes from stan hansen stone cold now he's up there getting 19 boards a game putting the wyatt with the fucking brothers of destruction matt kelly you just heard this pick i'm gonna put you in the hot seat here you just went paul Heyman, and you're on the clock We've seen Brothers of Destruction. We've seen Bray Wyatt. Who is your pick? The pairing is too natural. The pairing is too easy. He's the biggest badass on the planet. He's going to hit you with F5 repeat. It's the beast. Brock Lesnar, man. He's my leader. Unquestioned. See, and you kind of fucked me there because I would have went Brock Lesnar my last pick. But I was like, well, who, what manager do I put him with? I was like, I got to go Bobby Heenan just to cover my bases because if I'm having him as my enforcer, I love that. I wish I would have taken him, but I just couldn't. I'd have to re, redo the manager role. Dude, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar is fire. I still miss Brock Lesnar in the WWE just because he is such a fucking bad mother trucker. Like when he beats your ass, I believe it. It's such a great pairing, man. And I, I, I know people gave him so much crap for so long that you know when he held the belt and he did you know he worked like once every two months hell if i only had to work once every two months i would do that as well so i really don't blame brock for being up on his farm and just you know enjoying life but nonetheless man he he does what he wants uh he shows up when he wants he just beats everybody's ass i mean he's had some really classic matches with john cena uh, you think back to the one-two where I think he hit Cena with like 16 or 17 Summer German slam. suplexes. I mean, that yeah. was just like nobody really saw that coming. And you wouldn't think a guy could just hit one move an entire match and it would work. But it fucking worked. And it was brilliant. Um, I And I think I I don't know that I would ever get tired of watching, Paul, uh, you know, Paul Heyman and Brock together. I think it's, it's just such a natural, great pairing. And uh, they feed off each other so well. And yeah, give me Brock Lesnar all day long. Love it. Joey Wright, what if Brock Lesnar never went and played football, never went and play, played, never went and wrestled in New Japan, never went and kicked ass and got his ass kicked in UFC? What if would Lesnar have ever made it as big as he is today? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think him going out, especially the UFC part, I think that elevated him to a spot where he could do what he's doing now, which I honestly Lesnar has said that, you know, he wanted to work less days and make more money. And that's exactly what he's doing. And he, in many ways, other than senior is probably the biggest face, meaning the face of the company that WWE has had in a very long time. 
I love it. Burner, can you name a bigger badass in wrestling ever than Brock Lesnar? Yes, I can, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> Old Stan, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of badass, right? No, uh, man. You you really can't. When you compare him to everybody that's been the, you you could say Ken Shamrock, but he didn't have the size. He didn't have the strength. I mean, there there's guys that you could kind of say, uh, maybe. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar, man. Brock Lesnar. Now he's got the. Now we're gonna hear that the rest of our lives. Joey Wright, I see you back there. You're pacing back and forth. You've been watching. You've got this this web woven. I don't know if you're picking Spider Man here. What you're doing? If you're gonna steal my gal, China. But you are on the clock. DX just went. You went Triple H, Shawn Michaels first round, and now it's back to you. So I had, I just, he is on the top of my list, but I never thought this person would be here. The man that has experience leading a very, very famous faction for over 30 years, who inspired the two boys from DX was Sean and Hunter. And that's the nature boy, Ric Flair as my leader. Now you got to give me a woo. Woo! That's right. Might have blown my mic out there. No, I'm excited. I love Flair. Um, anytime I've gone to a live event, uh, the most entertaining part of the show, when I was at Bash of the Beach when Hogan made the turn, uh, Ric Flair that night, other than that, was the greatest thing I had ever seen. And then Hogan turned, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. But Flair, the best heel that there have probably ever been, especially in the chicken shit role, when he drops to his knees, puts his hands up, begs him, please, the fall man and speaking of flair dude i heard about flair country on a recent pod if you haven't heard faces of fantasy work the subscribe and listen good shit good shit as matt kelly would say dude uh nature boy here main event guy i mean there's no other place for him we saw him as a manager in evolution but he almost seemed like he was a placeholder this is like you're looking at triple h Shawn michaels and Ric Flair in a faction. What are your thoughts on that? Matt Kelly. I thought about Ric Flair for a hot minute uh, to, to be my leader as well. He's definitely on my list. The problem that I have, not like if you have to nitpick and have a problem with Ric Flair, right? But from this build perspective, if you have uh, Ric Flair as your leader, I don't know where Joey's going to go with his manager. But if you have Ric Flair in a faction anywhere, who do you want to hear talk? The answer is Ric Flair. So I don't know who your manager is, but they're not getting mic time with Ric Flair in this stable. So he's just one of the greatest talkers of all time. You can't go wrong with Rick. So super interested, uh, interested to see where Joey goes with that. Oh, I, I have a plan. <laughs> Joey, let's hear this roadmap, dude. We see the vascularity you got in those arms. Tell us what you got going here with that turnaround pick. got flair i've got hbk and i've got triple h and they're just going to run their mouths and i need someone that is not going to run their mouth that doesn't really fill that role i need someone to enforce them that's going to kick the asses to help them out and when i think of enforcers i think of one person and i honestly think of more of the legend of this enforcer than actually what he did in the ring and that's haku 
Oh, man. Swerve, bro. Now, you've heard stories about Haku at steakhouses ripping people's noses off and then sitting down to eat another two steaks. The guy, if you watch interviews and people say, who would you not want to have to get in a real fight with? Everyone from the 80s and 90s says Haku. In WCW, he was in the back and he would list the finishes to people because nobody would come back to say anything against Haku. Crazy. Dude, and you hear about the story where somebody was saying wrestling was fake and he just sticks his hand in their mouth and breaks off their teeth with his fingers. Just a bad mother trucker, dude. And who can forget, uh, what was it? He was one of Heenan's family members, I I believe, correct? And then a Haku in the Barbarian, just somebody who doesn't get the props in the ring. Um, Crazy. We got just so many... This is interesting. Is this going the way you thought it was going to go, Joey? Uh, it's. I haven't had one person other than the enforcer sniped off my board. Okay. Who was your enforcer choice? It would have been Lesnar. Like it. Yeah, I mean, then you just fucking win it. That's what's nice. You get a little swerve there. Um, dude, Haku, just an interesting pick, but an enforcer nonetheless, a badass. And wrestling fans that watch it, get it and they i'm sure they would support this guy but it's time to play the game we're playing matt kelly's game tonight brock lesnar paul Heyman, and i've said it once and i'll say it again the pick is in uh, i do believe i'm gonna try to play the game here and see what uh see what comes back to me i think this pick can possibly wait but if it were to get sniped, it would really kind of throw off the rest of everything uh, for me. But I'm going to go enforcer right now as well. And this guy was, in fact, deemed as a special enforcer to a very high-profile match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. Oh, look at going you. with the baddest man on the planet and Mike Tyson. At this time, I would like to introduce to you. Oh, he may not get up. The baddest man on the planet. It's over. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, Iron Mike Tyson. The youngest and most dominant world champion in boxing's history. And the most controversial athlete of the 20th century, Mike Tyson, created a media hailstorm wherever he went. Mike Tyson is the hottest thing in sports. What a killer, dude. What a... Dude, another one that... You did your homework, Kelly. Like, golly. Tyson, Lesnar, and Paul Heyman. Good Lord, dude. What made you think Tyson here? Like, what was... that? Was that something you planned? Or was there another guy you were going with? Um, he, he was my one-on-one on enforcers. Um, that, that's for sure. Once I, <clears throat> once I got Paul and Brock, then I knew I was, I was pretty well going Tyson if that was, uh, was going to fall to me. So, I mean, even today, dude's a bad mother trucker. Like even today, man, I would not screw with Mike Tyson. He just looks like he's ready to just lay into anybody at any time. And it's like, you want to get the Brock, which nobody really want to, wants to, you know, take on Brock, but good luck. Get through Mike Tyson. Go for it, bud. I love it, dude. Mike Tyson. 
Let's talk his career, though. Burner, Mike Tyson, gets his ass knocked out by Buster Douglas, chomps on Holyfield's ear. What could have been for probably one of the best boxers pound for pound in the history? Well, I mean, his career's not over because... Uh, okay. <laughs> from what I understand, <clears throat> maybe a certain Jake Paul thinks he could whoop his ass. I'm dying to see that, first of all. And second of all, uh, shout out to the blueprint because I had never even considered Tyson. That is a great pick. Thank you, good sir. Crazy pick, dude, by Tyson. And I just I just remember the pigeons and he's kind of talking like he's got a little hey, I'm gonna eat your kids or whatever he said. <laughs> just real crazy, <laughs> funky shit. Uh Mike Tyson, another one wasn't even on my radar, should have been. Joey, Mike Tyson, that might have been a better fit there than Haku. I I didn't even think of Tyson. I am loving Matt's build here. I, I'm not fucking with it any day of the week. No. He's uh he's definitely selling tickets for sure. All right. From Tyson, we got the burner. You heard the Harley jokes. We've got Kanan Undertaker. We have Bray Wyatt. Where are we going with this, Burner? Fill us in. You're on the clock. We have to take five roles here. And one of them is the lieutenant, the second in command, the guy who's behind the leader. And uh, for me, I'm sticking with my theme. I'm going Tommy End, Alistair Black. He is backing up Bray Wyatt as his second in command. This team is shaping up nicely because I'm going to tell you what, as nice as the Blueprints team is, you know, they they got they got real fighting skills. They got they can throw hands, they can they can they can lock up, they can take you down, but they can't compete with the darkness, man. The darkness. I like it. Thoughts here, Flash. No, I like the build. I like where it's going. This is a good team with all the I, I love Alistair Black. He was so or Tommy End. He was so underutilized in WWE when they called him up. He was doing a great job in NXT. I love him on the indie scene. I think it just fits well with all the pieces you put together inside of there. And I can really see this happening with everything. And, and I, something I like about the Lieutenant, the second in command, the ones going for the IC title and all that, that's somebody you can see someone creep up and eventually challenge the leader. And I could see Tom Man doing that someday if he's in that stable. Kelly? Alistair Black signs with blank. Uh, first off, uh, whoever has not picked an enforcer needs to take Voldemort because that's directly where Burner is going with that enforcer pick. <laughs> I can feel it coming right now. Just all the darkness and evil coming around with that faction. Uh, Alistair Black's going to AEW, man. Um, it's pretty natural fit. There's a lot of good matchups there. Like I said, when we broke down the um, the releases, he had made uh, mention of Mox, which I think would be a a great matchup and I, and AEW at least so far uh, when talent comes in has a pretty, uh, pretty good track record of letting guys and gals be who they are. And that's, that's what I want to see if he's going to be Tommy end uh, be Tommy end, man. I, I want to see what the real deal is and what we missed out on in WWE. I can dig it. Alistair Black, what the hell is Burner? This like dark team. Then Kelly's got these fucking just badass fighters. 
Then you got HBK, Triple H, Nature Boy, and Haku. And then we've got Braun Strowman, Mark Henry, just crazy beans being spilt all over this wrestling podcast. And now I got to go. I'm going Enforcer here. It's my pick. I've got Bobby Heenan. I got the Road Warriors. I've got two wrestlers in mind, but I've also got a theme song in mind. So I'm trying to like vision this guy coming out as the enforcer and this guy. And I want to go, this guy's probably fits the build more with your guys' teams, but I'm, I'm building a faction. So I got to go the man they call Vader. He just feels like the enforcer role. Uh, I'll spill the beans. I was going Andre the Giant. I just can't get over. I don't know how that would work. Uh, Vader, dude, it's Vader. It's Vader. Time, 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 time. Yeah, man. Not not Vader in 97. Like, Vader in 90, you know. Just beating the shit out of people. Not giving no fucks. Stud, Joey, are you a Vader mark? I, so, when Vader that singlet, was really, Would you wear that singlet? I'd wear his helmet that smoked. I'd wear that any day of the week. That thing was badass. I mean, I was a kid when Vader was in WCW and really making his mark. And I, I love Sting, but, you know, looking back, how can you not love Vader? I mean, he did a moonsault at how much How much did he weigh? Too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> Burner. As uh, Corey Styles the late great who we lost too soon for the wrestling map podcast fucking boy meets world the man they call vader this guy can do everything thoughts on vader here is my enforcer pet pet me up a little bit baby get me hard let's go i'm gonna tell you what i like the pick because coming up in my day man i absolutely love vader i love this pick for your team because i can see it coming together uh, more so than Andre. Uh, it, he would have been a great enforcer, but I digress. It, it, no, I love Vader. Uh, I've loved everything he's done. And back in the day, you know, he's over there powerbombing Foley on the concrete, tearing off his ear in Germany. I mean, this guy hitting his moonsault, hitting his Vader bomb. Time. It's time. It's Vader. Time, time, time. Big Van Vader, baby. I'm feeling good about my squad. Maddie Daddy's moving on out. It's time to hit the luchador that makes you want more. He's went Braun. He's went Mark Henry. What do we have here? Again, I have to reiterate, I'm so glad you went Vader over Andre. I think it's a much better pick there. So I think it's a great job Thank on you. that Thank one. You. So going with my build that I've comment on here, I've um, it's hard to be at this turn, actually. You guys have made really good picks. So I'm going to go forward with this one. Um, I get the back-to-backs. My first, I'm going to take, again, guys that are pound-for-pound pound strong is kind of the goal I'm going for. So I'm going with... Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar. We are the bar! What makes you put them as a tag team? Um, I thought about... get over as a single? No, I thought about putting... Um, like... Cesaro by himself, but I have someone else in mind for my uh, lieutenant, that uh, mid guy, who I'm going to pick next. That kind of changed my build. And I felt like, especially with Legion of Doom being taken, that was one of my ideas of my tag team to build with this. But this is the better route to go and go my secondary route with my lieutenant. So taking both of them, and Shame is just like a nice bonus on top of also a certified badass. So. Love it. I love that. 
these are just two other guys that just I'm just ready for them to go somewhere else. Maybe it's just me being uh, anti WWE mark now. Joey, thoughts on Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team? I love it as a tag team. I think it's a great pick. I think it fits his build really well. And selfishly, I, I mean, I love Sheamus and I've loved him for a long time because he's a Liverpool supporter. That has nothing to do with wrestling, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say anything. Uh, two strong, strong men. Even though Sodaro might not look like he is, he is probably one of the strongest guys in WWE right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Moving on, baby. All right, Flash, we just saw you go to the bar. Fill us in. What's on this pick on the turn? So to bring it back around, again, as we were talking about Aleister Black, someone I could see eventually take over the role or challenge the leader of a faction, there's very few guys I could see eventually challenging Mark Henry. But I think Big E and using that underutilized talent in my pool and putting these pieces where they should be is kind of what my build is looking like. So I think Big E is my yeah, lieutenant, my second in command. And you've got a stack squad, dude. Mark Henry, Braun, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Big E. What a team. What a time to be alive. Kelly, man, what are your thoughts on Krause's team here? Drafting from the back spot, getting that sweet spot with the turn. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's honestly more current than I thought CJ was going to go. So uh, I guess CJ and I tend to hold down a little bit more of the, the current product than, uh, than, the, than the rest of the folks here on the Wrestling Map podcast do. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of truth in what, uh, in what CJ is saying to Big E. I mean, he's hyper talented. Um, he does well regardless of who you put him against. And then you see that, you know, the entertainment side that we've seen uh, come out with the New Day. I, man, to me, there's a world where it, it, it's Big E to the moon. And I don't, I don't know how WWE currently doesn't, I know we keep saying this, but I, I just don't know what they're not seeing and what they're not grasping uh, there with Big E. Love it. Big E, Sheamus and Cesaro. What a squad we've got here. Flash, Burner, real quick. Big E, will he ever win the WWE title? Well, he damn well should. I mean, the guy, he has more charisma in his pinky than most people do in their entire body. Not only that, he's physically gifted in the ring. He can go from from this ass kicker to this entertaining guy. He's got all the range in the world. If they don't, they're making a huge mistake. I feel you on that. Heard that. Didn't want to hear that, but I heard that. All right. I guess I'm on the clock again. Uh, this guy fell in my lap. He was kind of the guy. I, I set this stable, this pallet that I'm ready to get going. I'm going Kurt Angle, man. American hero, full of personality, but he can just be that badass. Kurt Angle is off the board as my main leader of my stable. Kurt Angle, Matt Kelly, is this a good pick? comparing him with vader the road warriors and bobby heenan i kind of want to know what kurt angle you're taking because when i think about kurt i think about the entertaining side of kurt and i think about kurt on the mic and his impassionate you know talks and whatnot as well so 
where does that like i love kurt there's there's nothing not to like about kurt Absolutely. so i mean i i, I don't think I'm the pick is wrong i just want to know where it goes with he and headed kurt with the mouthpiece like okay five oh okay. six yeah then i'm on board machine yeah yeah i know i'm totally on board with that and i mean he is gonna sell it you got him uh surrounded by the badasses and lod and vader i yeah man uh Kurt's, Kurt's a natural leader, and I mean, that's all you hear about from day one, from the time that he stepped, uh, you know, in the ring about how quickly he picked it up. You see how quickly he progressed uh, to being an entertainer as well and just being able to read the crowds. I mean, you know, Kurt, Kurt should probably be considered higher in wrestling history than he is. You, you hear about the greats all the time, and I think Kurt is often left off of those lists and he could easily be on them. Well, it's just like the timing. Like people want to put the Cena, the Randy Orton, the Batistas. They might be better draws, I guess would be the word. But as far as wrestling in ring and then on the mic, he he was aces. I don't know what what the miss was there, as far as Kurt Angle, but he's proven it day in and day out. Um, I like my squad right now, man. I, I think it's solid. I I'm interested to see. Who gets taken next by Burner because he's went so dark. He went emo on me. So he's not riding a Harley anymore. What, what's what's an emo guy ride? Is he like, is he riding like a Razor scooter? What is, what's emo people ride? Joe, I, I drive, I drive a hearse. <laughs> okay. Damn. Right. Burner's on fire tonight. All right, Burner, you're on the clock. Fill us in. I am, man. And here... I'm going to go ahead and take my enforcer. I think he fits the theme. And I don't know how many guys are going to reach over to TNA to get their enforcer, to get anybody, really. But the one guy I can see fitting this role better than anybody is Abyss. Jesus. So He's crazy. just... It's not my fault that my tag team is just as big as he is, but man, if there's one guy that, that fits my build more than anybody, it's definitely Abyss. The darkness, I mean, the mask, just, there, there's nobody else I could have picked. What is Abyss's role now in current product? Uh, he's backstage, yeah, he's WWE as a producer. As a producer? I thought he was like, wasn't he on, on screen for a little bit though? He did, he did a scene with the like AJ Styles for like a second, not as Abyss though, but as his uh, alter ego. Joseph Parks. Joey, did we ever get a Mankind versus, or a Mick Foley versus Abyss in TNA? Was that ever timed out? I, I'm not even sure on that. It would have been great though if it was. Does anybody know on that one or no? No idea. TNA. All right, Abyss, Alistair Black, Ray Wyatt, Kane. It looks like that match happened in 2010. It was a new match. So nice. Look at look at fucking Lucha doing his homework. I love it. All right, Burner. So what do you have left? Do you have a manager left? That's it, brother. That's it, brother. I kind of feel where you're going with this one, dude, dude, dude. All right, let's keep the good times rolling. Blueprint, you went Tyson, you went Lesnar, you went Heyman. You're on the clock. Well, I see that our good pal uh, Joey here has already taken a tag team, and I'm down to tag team and a secondary or a lieutenant, if we will. So 
don't have to worry about my tag team on this particular pick. So I'm going to keep the uh, the good times rolling here. And the only thing that I really have to worry about here is if Paul and Brock can keep all of this chaos in order. Going with, uh, going with a favorite of the pod. He's been talked about quite a bit as someone that could have been elevated. And he was just kind of wrong place at the wrong time. He's a crazy mother trucker, and he's a legit badass as well. Going with Ken Shamrock. Ooh, golly, man. You're stacking the deck on just guys I don't want to fuck with. Ken Shamrock, what was your thoughts here? What makes Shamrock obviously fits in great here? But what was the what, what kind of story are you trying to tell? Just nobody wants to fuck with any of these guys? Yeah, man, pretty much. It's like you got Brock Lesnar sitting there at the top of the heap of the mountain, and... Uh, well, you got to go through Mike Tyson. You got to go through Ken Shamrock. You'll have to go through at my tag team here in just a minute as well. So you just have all of these badasses, but then you, at the top of the mountain, you just have that ultimate legit guy that every time he shows up, he's the baddest dude in the room. And uh, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't sell it, then Paul Heyman's damn sure going to do it as well. I'm not sure anybody can get to Brock Lesnar after you have to fight Mike Tyson and Ken fucking Shamrock. Jeez, Luke. Dude, crazy. What are your thoughts uh, right here, Joey, on a little Ken Shamrock action? I think it fits his build perfectly. Um, he, nobody wants to mess with Ken Shamrock, most dangerous man in the world. Just nope. Kid Flash, hit me with your favorite Ken Shamrock match. <laughs> there's not too many that creative matches um i mean if we're talking ufc it's a different story but right. in terms of wrestling i mean the rock carried him in the matches i've watched a lot with him so i mean he was i'd probably say the rock but it's more for the rock than can shamrock all right i like it dude kelly you're fucking aces tonight love the squad Job squad. That's definitely not what we have with HBK, Triple H, and Ric Flair on the same squad. Woo! Let's go, Joey Wright. This is your your spot. Is it Piper? What are we getting here? See, that's what you think I would do, wouldn't it? But it's not. I'm actually not going to take Piper at all during this whole thing because I got the swing here. Um, for my lieutenant, um, I've got Flair, so I've got a horseman. I've got a uh, triple H and HBK. So I've got DX. I've got a Heenan family member in Haku. So I need to go with someone from the bullet club and I'm actually going to go way off the board and I'm going to go with someone that I think has challenged for the leadership and a faction or a stable before and someone that can in the future. And that's the switchblade Jay white. Ooh. What makes you go with this guy here? So he's had probably my favorite heel work of the last five years. Um, when Omega and the Bucks, who I absolutely love, were pretty much running Bullet Club, it was really fun and everybody loved Bullet Club. But Jay really brought it back to you really freaking hating the Bullet Club in New Japan. And one thing that Jay, I didn't really like him in the beginning because I just felt like he was missing something. He had the great heel work. He beat Okada. That pissed a lot of people off. But all he needed to add was a beard. When he added that beard, it brought everything to him. And I absolutely overnight became a huge fan of Jay White. He's incredible in the ring. Uh, him and Will Ospreay will have matches if Ospreay can make it for the next, you know, 10 years. I love my pick. 
Love it, baby. Jay White, Burner, thoughts on this pick, my man? No, I think it's a great pick, man. I love Jay White as a worker. I mean, uh, dude's just awesome, man. He's got... He hasn't been as big in the States as he could be. Uh, it, dude's dude's amazing, and he should have a way bigger fan base than he does. Unfortunately, not enough Americans, you know, consume the New Japan product, and that sucks, but it is what it is. Mr. Kelly, give me a dream match with Mr. Jay White. Oh, man. Uh, you're barking up the wrong tree here. I'm not as familiar with Jay White as okay. I should be for this, so... I'm gonna have I'll to. I'm gonna have to defer to the. Uh, gonna have to defer to the. Uh, to the authority there. Back to Joey and give him his choice, man. Uh, you know, there's somebody that I was actually going to take instead of him because it was a bigger name. But I would love to see him and Seth Rollins go. I mean, they look almost identical, and them two in the ring together. Give him 30 minutes, and you've got a match of the year right there. Love it, dude. Just to me. Switchblade came out of nowhere. I wasn't, he wasn't on my radar. And that's just another guy you got to take a deep dive on and just see what you're missing out on. Great pick, Mr. Wright. All right, Joey, you just went Switchblade on us. Your pick again, my man. Hit me so with I've, your best shot. I've got a bunch of good looking guys on my team. I've got Ric Flair, I've got HBK, I've got Triple H, I've got Jay White you know, Haku's there to, to back me up. So I don't need that. But when you were in high school and you saw these guys walking around that were just real skeezy, just chicken shit, pieces of shit. And they always had this beautiful woman with him. And you're like, why in the hell is she with those guys? Guys for my manager, I'm taking Stacy Keebler. Whoa. Yeah. Legs. Dude, Stacy Keebler. What an interesting pick here. A Nitro girl and just kind of in that bra and panties era of WWE. Definitely a looker. Is uh is she your top as far as women like I guess it would be what model that style of genre diva, I guess you'd call it? Is she one of those underrated ones? She is, and I don't think she's underrated. I, I think she just left early. Um you know, I don't know if everyone, anyone's ever opened the ropes as well as her is. And I don't feel bad about saying that about Stacy because she owned it when she was there. Love it. Any, uh, any Stacy Keebler thoughts here, burner? I mean, uh, you know, she did great managing the Dudley boys and, uh, she's got some legs. She knows how to use them. Oh, how, 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 how. Joey Wright. So you've got HBK, Triple H, Nature Boy, Haku, the Switchblade, and the manager. What's left? Is that, have we wrapped it up for you, Joey? I have wrapped it up. It's a wrap, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. Hit us with it. So I'm going to give you my name and theme song. My name of my faction is F-Zero. Because we're F-Zero because we truly give zero fucks. Ooh, look at you. F zero zero fucks. And like. my theme song to bring him out to the ring. I picked a song that has the lyrics. I don't care a thing about your city. I don't like a thing about your mother. And I hate your daddy's guts too. God. 
It's Everything About You by Ugly Kid Joe. Look at you, fucking creative. You've been in the beat laboratory, haven't you? <laughs> the song is actually what gave me the idea for the faction. Because I wanted people that no one liked at all. That so if, just were great heels that were great at getting the heat. If anybody hasn't heard that song, play, play Bullet Force one more time as they're listening to it. Kid Joe, everything what? Ugly Kid Joe, everything about you. This doesn't sound like uh, Ja Rule, like, what do you do? Everybody living it up. Alright, dude, hell of a team, zero fucks, F-Zero, fucking ugly kid Joe. In the building, Joey Wright has his faction built. Now it's time to go to the blueprint. Time to make a pick here, Mr. Kelly. down to uh down to the tag team and uh we're gonna keep the thread going here we're taking a look see backstage we got a nice little poker table out there we're shuffling up we're dealing we're having some beers going with the apa baby we're going with john uh bradshaw and ron simmons love it dude apa ass kickers fits your build with shamrock tyson brock lesnar Paul Heyman, if anything, it brings personality as well. Like, just being able to enjoy it and just fucking sitting in the back having beers. This isn't the Acolytes. This is the APA, correct? Yep. Yep, yep. APA. I like it. I like it, dude. So we have APA, we have Shamrock, Tyson, Lesnar, and Heyman. Hit me with a name and give me your theme song. Oh, man. I think I think I'm going to go... Uh... For my theme song, I think I'm gonna be uh, gonna go with Chevelle and Comfortable Liar. It's a uh, it's a song that just as soon as it's out of the gates, you know, whoever's coming through that curtain is uh, coming to kick some ass. So just literally from the minute that song takes off, it's just it, it's all business, which I feel like this faction for the most part is. And uh, for my name, going with the Pursuit. Look at these creative geniuses we have on the wrestling map podcast the pursuit with chevelle playing in the background you got apa fucking drinking beer and kicking ass shamrock just fucking fully lit going crazy tyson we know what tyson's all about and your champ lesnar with Heyman, the mouthpiece dude you fucking ace this test as well we got two factions built Keep the good times going. Let's go to Idaho and let's burn it down. Burner, fill us in. What's your last pick here? And then hit us with it. Well, the only person I have left to take is the manager. And I think there's only one man fit for this role. I didn't think he'd get taken after I took Taker. I'm going with Paul Bearer, man. Yeah. The darkness, he fits the role perfectly. Oh, yes, Burner! You dead man! You got you got Undertaker and Kane's dad. How does Paul Bear and Bray Wyatt fit together? You think that's just fucking peanut butter and jelly? 
Oh, absolutely, man. I can I can see a situation where, you know, Bray just Bray just talks to a man. He tells him the truth, man. And Paul Bear says, Oh, you're right. <laughs> is Let that, me get my boys. Is that Paul Bear or Terry Fogg? <laughs> Burr. Could be either, to be honest with you. But uh no, I, I think there's definitely a scenario in where he's the one that gives Bray the urn. He gives him the power. Love it, dude. Um, so fucking, what are these guys coming out to? And what is this faction name? The name of the faction is Darkness Falls. And uh, as far as the theme, man, I, I did a little deep dive, did a little research, and it's not something mainstream. Uh, not something you'd know unless you're into like metalcore or, you know, it's Final Beth. It's Final Breath by The Burning. And let me read you just a, a little excerpt of these lyrics real quick. With my final breath, my lungs will fill with fire. When there's nothing left, the earth will sing in silence. Fire consume the masses. Respect for life collapses. We have no choice but to rest in the ashes burn. <laughs> oh, poetry. I never thought I'd see the day. This is too good. Thank you. <laughs> no, check it out. It, it's a great metal song. It's called Final Breath by the Browning. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're fucking awesome. This is made my night. <laughs> oh, I gotta get... This is already... Dude, you've already... <laughs> I'm crying over here. This is awesome. I love you. This is our... Back-to-back -back weeks. You're killing it. Burner on fire. Darkness Falls, writing poems and putting lyrics on the paper and killing it. I loved it, dude. It's it made my night, dude. Kane and Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Alice Black, the Enforcer Abyss, and oh yeah, Paul Heyman, but they're Darkness Falls. This fits the mold. This is so fucking good. I love it. Tell me uh, it's not money. <laughs> <laughs> only if they will read poetry like you just did that was too good i'm like crying over you you're welcome you killed it man i don't know how to follow that like i don't want to he read it so well oh god <laughs> and his in uh, his raspy voice it just sounded perfect mm. killed it, dude. i love it we get a little something different every week on the wrestling map podcast I uh, believe I have a lieutenant to pick. I'm up. Uh. Um, I need some personality. At the Road Warriors, I got Vader. I got Kurt Angle. I got a bunch of fucking just mean mother truckers. I'm going to add some personality. So I got to go Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Nobody does it better as my lieutenant. We're talking, I just want Macho Man kind of in the background, fucking pacing, doing circles, just kind of yelling random things. No, no real, uh, no lyrics or poems, but he's gonna, he's gonna bring the madness. Um, Got a pocket full of coffee creamers. Yeah. Nobody does it better than my team. That's right. Um, so speaking of that, dude, uh, my tag team, is gonna be a tie it's either cream of the crop or nobody does it better 
I don't know where to go here. I think cream of the crop would be great, but then I'm using Macho Man as a gimmick with Creamer all the time. I'm going to go nobody does it better. We're coming out to Inner Sandman Metallica. Just the, the Kramers. No, stop. <laughs> CJ Krause is banned from fucking chatting during live video streams. Um, Metallica. You think uh, Macho Man with Kurt Angle, Vader, the Road Warriors, and Bobby Heenan's an okay fit here, Joey? I love it. I, I think you got a really cool team. Of, of all the builds, it has the most diversity to it. Uh, I mean, any of those guys really could carry the main strap. But at the same time, you can definitely see Macho as an IC champ. So I love it. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, I think Kurt Angle being the main guy. You got Bobby Heenan still being the mouthpiece for this group. But everybody can get their, you know, their time to talk. So that's what I was going here. And then, of course, Inner Sandman. You've seen how when that music starts, everybody goes fucking nuts. You know that ass kickers are about to step in the ring. So I love my team. I love my team name. I'm not going the Creamers, the Cream Team, Cream of the Crop. I'm just going to go to Nobody Does It Better. Better. What did uh, Burner? Cream rules everything around me, a.k.a. Cream. Look at you. Burner, dude. You're crazy. Um, Lucha. Send us home here, baby. So I decided last time to take my lieutenant and my tag team because I was 99.9% sure that Burner was not going to take who I was looking at as a manager because it was pretty apparent who was going to take Paul Bearer. So to finish off my team of Mark Henry, Braun Strowman, The Bar, and Big E, for my biggest mouthpiece, it's going to be Teddy Long. Ooh, yeah, that's a good fit. Holla, 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 player. I like it, dude. Teddy Long fits this build. Um, you just got a lot of big dudes on your squad with potential. And then yeah, I Teddy just think Long... this is the way to undo their underutilized people that I think together could grow to be something bigger than the sum of its parts. And that's kind of what I'm doing with this build. And I think Teddy Long is that tie in, is the, is the, cherry on top it's interesting that's what i'm gonna say i'm not sure if i'm sold on it because i don't see when i'm looking at everybody's team's build i worry about mark henry as your main event guy he could just be a fucking badass but i was i'd maybe want to see more of a wrestler but i think it's i mean it's a stack squad and if teddy long i mean you know what he's bringing to the table any thoughts on Kid Flash's team here. Let's start with you, Matt Kelly. Oh, man. Now that I have recovered. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that's I think that's really one of the, the uh, perfect ways to describe this team is like we, we all know what each of these individual parts could have and probably in a lot of cases should have been during their runs or even perhaps during their current runs right now. So I mean, it's it's loaded with potential. So maybe in this faction, you know, they're finally able to realize uh, that potential. And Teddy Long's always going to be entertaining. And I think it would be interesting to see him, you know, in front uh, in front of a, a a group of guys like this, trying to elevate them and trying to be that mouthpiece uh, mouthpiece for them. So yeah, I like it. And I mean, you could even see like further build with you know Mark Henry being the main guy and. Big E, you know, always having to look over his shoulder to Big E. So what's this team name and what's this entrance music we're about to have? 
I mean, as simple as it can be based on the theme, it's the Hall of Pain. It's Mark Henry leading it, guiding it through. Um, I think it's the best way to go about it. That's kind of the Mark Henry I'm going with. I think they're all going to be a heel faction. And it's a song everyone knows, but I didn't realize who actually did the song. It's We Ready by Archie Eversole featuring Bubba Sparks. I feel the master. I feel the Could you like you play it? You know it, but sing I it. Play it but could you like? Could you just do the lyrics? Like, what are the words of this song? I mean, one second. I can do it's it. like we ready, we ready, we ready. Break bread, ho! Break Yeah, interesting, dude. We ready? I mean, it fits this style of squad just. Enforcers, big guys oozing upside. What of a hell of a fucking hall of pain. We've got nobody does it better. We've got uh, Darkness Falls. We've got F Zero. Matt, what was your team name again? The Pursuit. The Pursuit. Yeah, yours is spot on. I think team name that probably holds a little bit more, you know, distance. But hell of a teams. We're gonna put it on Twitter. We're going to see what team people like more, and we'll we'll have a vote. We'll get back to you next week. Um, we're getting out of here. Another fun mock draft. Let's start with Joey Wright. You had the first pick. Where can they find your work? Uh, I write football for Razzball right now. Um, I'm here on the Matt Wrestling Podcast, and as well on Twitter at, at the Joey Wright. Joey Wright, baby. That's right. Mouth of the South endorses every single word of them. Mr. Kelly, the man, the myth, the legend, the shower god. Where can they find you? <laughs> that is a new moniker that I have not been given yet, but let's let's just go ahead and embrace it for the show. Uh, at that Matt Kelly on whatever uh, social media platform, if I'm on it, you can find it by that handle. And then uh, on Mondays, dropping the pick is in Fantasy Football Podcast, which uh, which Burner was recently on. He's going to continue to be on. Uh, my buddy Joey over there, he's going to be on real soon as well. So, yeah, man, it's going to be lit over at the pick, is, uh, the pick is in. Pick is in, full of talent, full of ways. We're all playing this game to win. And if you need DFS help, if you just need fantasy advice, this is the spot to go. It's a one-stop shop for fantasy football. Lucha. Kid Flash, we've been talking bodybuilding. We've been talking strongman. You're literally chiseled out of stone. If they want to see not just pictures of you, but they want your fantasy intel and everything else, where can they find you? Yeah, you can always find me at Kid Flash FF. Find me there on Twitter. So I post all my fantasy takes and some of my training as well. Recently with the FF Fit Club as well with that and you can always find me at the dynasty duo ff that is my dynasty fantasy football podcast i do with my partner dlf carp tyler carp and that usually runs Ooh, well. sorry anyways dude bunch of grinders on the team i love uh i love the pod i love just all the all the talent we have on the wrestling mat roster they're so versatile we're talking fantasy football. We're talking they can sing a fucking write a poem if they need to. Burner, you've done it all. 
you're electric on the mic and you have your own projects you're working on. You're cutting into the pick is in, baby. You are taking over social media. Where can they find you? You know, I'm just doing what I can out here, man. And and let me just say for the record that there's no reason that a badass renegade like myself can't be a renaissance man. Uh, with that being said, you can find me on Twitter at Burner of Stone. Uh, you can find my Faces of Fantasy podcast at Faces of Fantasy, where I'm interviewing the biggest analysts on Twitter today. And uh, here in the very near future, you'll be able to find me regularly at the Pick is in FFP. That's right, baby. American Dream, Bernard Stone, Joey Wright, Matt Kelly, Kid Flash. I am the Maddie Daddy. Till next week, it's been a pleasure. My... Wait for it. Treasure. Take it a minute.